And good morning, Mike Opelka. Jamie, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's great to be here from my buddy, Mike Broomhead. I, I was here a few months ago, and I didn't know if I'd be invited back, and I didn't bake a cake or anything. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, Broomhead Show, uh, one of my favorite programs. I'm a radio host, in case you don't know who I am, the name Mike Opelka. I am a uh, veteran of talk radio for decades, including music radio. And uh, I know Mike for a decade now. We uh, ran into each other back in 2012 at the Republican National Convention and became fast friends. As I'm sure you know, anybody who knows or meets Mike Broomhead becomes a fast friend of Mike Broomhead. At least if you're a logical, smart right-thinking person, you will. So I'm here. I'm glad to be here. I spent six years at The Blaze doing radio and writing more than 3,000 articles and making videos that appeared on TheBlaze.com. So that's where my right conservative bona fides comes from, also from my parents, who were terrific people. I am here to cover what's going on today and the things that catch my attention and some of the things that catch my attention are, my goodness, we are 42 days away from the midterms. 42 days from right now, we'll be sitting around talking about, did you go to the polls? Did you really? Or did you just tell me that? And I will tell you now, there's not a more important, more impactful, more critical midterm election in your lifetime. Certainly not in my lifetime. Certainly not in the history of this country. So many on the left are thinking they're going to pull a rabbit out of the hat and maintain control of the House. I don't believe that's true. So many on the left are lighting candles and praying they can keep controlling the Senate. And new data that I have seen today from one of the most trusted pollsters tells me that, in fact, we are looking very strongly at a possible takeover of the Senate, as well as a very likely large takeover in the House of Representatives. That's a big stinker deal. I know yesterday uh, Michael was talking about the, um, the promise from Liz Cheney, a woman without a party at this point, from Liz Cheney to campaign against Carrie Lake and to campaign for uh, Democrats all over the country. Which I I don't get it. And I know she's angry. And I know she's let her anger um, about Donald Trump take over her life. And it goes back to an old saying I heard from many of my Italian friends when I lived and worked in New York City. And that is, if you're going to base your life on revenge, dig two graves. Because one is going to be for you. I don't think you do well in life if you do everything based on vengeful thinking. So, uh, Liz Cheney, I, I think it might be good for you to go away for a while and not run over to CNN and MSNBC and take one of those jobs, which she's no doubt going to be offered. But at 42 days out, we do believe things are looking very positively for people who call themselves Republicans or vote Republican. And especially here in Arizona with the Senate race, I'm looking over the numbers from Trafalgar Group. And I trust Trafalgar more than I trust ABC Ipsos and Washington Post and so many of the others. I think the Trafalgar Group, in my opinion, is the most honest and least biased of all the polling groups. 
And in the Senate race here between uh, Mark Kelly and Blake Masters, we're currently looking at a 46.6 to 45.4. 46.6 for Mark Kelly, who had this strange situation at his campaign headquarters that they evacuated due to a bomb threat. Nobody likes to hear any of that stuff happening. But this is well within the margin of error. You have 5.3% of the people who are saying we're undecided. But here's my take on this. I think that those of us who are on the conservative side of the aisle are so sick and tired of the media dominance and the information dominance by the left that we don't talk to pollsters anymore. And when we do, we kind of give them the runaround. We give them a little bit of the okie doke, if you will. If I can quote the old Barack Obama thing. I think that's where we are. So I I believe this is a very strong possibility that Blake Masters can pull this out. But it's all based on turnout. It's all based on everybody showing up. It's based on everybody showing up and making sure their neighbors show up. Because you know the left is going to make certain there's a lot of walking around money, a lot of cigarette money, making sure people get to the polls. So let's make certain. We do everything, everything between now and uh, the 42, 41 and a half days that remain to get turnout in a midterm election to a record level. Now, looking at the numbers, Trafalgar numbers for the uh, governor's race, Kerry Lake's currently at a flat 50 percent, 50.0. And uh, Ms. Hobbs is at 45.6 with a 4.4 percent undecided. It's within the margin of error to make it uncomfortable. But I do believe, I do believe that, that uh, Carrie Lake is in a strong position right now. And I think she's taking the right approach to this and is uh, delivering the right tone. Now, there's another story about a uh, politician here in Arizona that's getting a little bit of attention that is probably going to get some raised eyebrows. I'm talking about Ms. Cinema, Senator Cinema, who was at uh, Mitch McConnell's school in uh, Kentucky. They have a building, a center named after Mitch McConnell. I'm not the biggest Mitch McConnell fan, but I have to tell you, Mitch McConnell knows the game and how the Senate operates pretty much well or better than anybody in there. And he has played the game very well. As I said, I don't always agree with Mitch McConnell's positions on things, but he played the Merrick Garland, the Merrick Garland situation brilliantly because you realize now, had Mitch McConnell not done what he did, Merrick Garland, the horrible attorney general, would be on the Supreme Court for the rest of his life. And that would be a disaster. So I give Mitch McConnell kudos, and they named a, a center after him in Kentucky at a university. And, and of course, uh, Miss Cinema, who has said to be to the world she's an independent thinker, and she's not going to change. She's always going to be an independent thinker, gave a speech yesterday where she talked about wanting to make certain that the 60-vote 60 60 threshold stayed in the Senate. That's a big stinking deal. And it's got so many people in her own party flipping their wigs and losing their minds. 
And I think that's a good thing. I love it when the other side is focused on fighting with themselves. And then came the other weird story. The really weird story out of Keith Olbermann. Remember Keith Olbermann? He was a great sportscaster. And then he became uh, an angry person on uh, MSNBC. And he used to do that thing where he'd, he'd uh, declare the worst person in the world. And they were always conservatives, of course. Keith Olbermann uh, flipped out, lost his show. He didn't have the ratings. Otherwise, they would have kept him. Uh, but now he's got, like, podcasts. And he's telling people that um, he dated Kirsten Cinema. He dated. Now, let's remember Woody Allen has a great quote that says, don't knock bisexuality. It doubles your chances of having a date on a Saturday night, which I guess Kirsten Sinema may have read that. But she dated. She dated Keith Olbermann. This has given me a, an idea that we need to reach out to the people at ABC television. It's time for a bachelor edition in Washington, D.C. And we could just call it Strange Bedfellows. Because that's what politics brings. Keith Olbermann and Kristen Cinema. I don't know if I can handle much more. We have a loaded show today. Some important topics to cover. As I said, COVID news. Uh, we, we've got an incredible discussion about what happened in Mar-a-Lago. And the fact that the security cameras were ordered to be turned off during the raid. And they weren't. And what's on those tapes? We'll talk to somebody who knows. Plus, the raid on the house of a pro-life activist in uh, Pennsylvania. We've got a prosecutor who wants to weigh in on what's going on in that case. And so much more. As I said, it's Mike Opelka, my name. You can find me on Twitter, Mike Opelka. Search for that or at StuntBrain, all one word. And you can send me uh, thoughts and ideas. I'm in for Mike Broomhead on The Broomhead Show. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. It is the Mike Broomhead Show, but it's Mike Opelka in today for Mike Broomhead. He's got some big event going on, and he invited me to come in today. I'm thrilled to be here. It is a consequential day. Every day. Every single day going forward towards these midterms is consequential. And then we start looking forward to 2024. It's going to be fun, isn't it? I know that. A lot of you are saying, no, it's not. We're inundated with commercials and all of the back and forth and all the polling data. Yeah, this is part of the process. I don't like it either that it's it's ongoing. It seems like we finish an election and then we all have to start campaigning again. I would like for uh, our elected officials to maybe do the job we hire them to do before they have to start fundraising and going out and running into other elections again. I know we haven't figured that out yet. Money and elections and campaigns are a constant source of irritation to me, and I'm sure they are to you. As a member of the media, I have to get emails from pretty much all the campaigns. And so I enlist their um, support, and I go and I sign up, which means my email inbox is absolutely buried in messages. And with the final 
few days of the month coming up. This is like the last bit of fundraising they can do ahead of the election. I don't know about you, but my pushing the delete button on my phone is giving me some sort of repetitive stress fracture. Uh, I, I am pushing delete, delete, delete every single day more than 200 times. I'm serious. I, I'm not making any of this up. There are emails from every single campaign and from ancillary supporters and big names. I will get Republican and Democrat email begging. Can you chip in? Can you just pitch in? We'll send you an autographed book if you send us this donation. And as a member of the media, I try to, and I'm also kind of cheap, uh, I don't put money into political campaigns. I'd rather put my voice behind a concept or a person I believe in. But I just wish I could tell you how many of these emails are swarming my inbox, and maybe you're seeing the same thing. But I can't delete them until or unsubscribe from them until the the last vote is cast on the midterm election day because I need to see what the arguments are. And so far, none of the arguments from the left have convinced me. Not at all. I don't believe that America would be better with more control from a larger government. I happen to lean more towards the libertarian side of things. I call myself a conservatarian when I look at what's going on with our election process. I like big freedom and small government. And if you're trying to figure out what the heck a libertarian is, there is no better book to read than Matt Kibbe's explanation of libertarianism. And the headline, the title of the book says it all. Don't hurt people. And don't take their stuff. That's kind of the libertarian mantra. Small government, big freedom. And I'm looking forward to having more freedom if we get the House back in the hands of the uh, GOP. And if we get the Senate back, I'm looking forward to stopping the train that is pushing us further and further away from the great republic that was founded a couple hundred years ago and now towards the socialism. I know people get real tense when they call him socialist, but Bernie Sanders doesn't have a problem calling himself a socialist. AOC doesn't have a problem calling herself a socialist. Here's the problem with socialism. And all the people are looking at the, uh, the payoff of student loan debts and saying, well, yeah, that's what we should be doing. We should be helping these people. Uh, the cost of the student loan scam as I like to call it, was uh, released yesterday by the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office. The CBO is what they always point to in Washington and say, well, let's see how they score it. Well, the CBO came out yesterday and said that this, uh, this scheme, this scam by Joe Biden and the Democrats will cost. Are you sitting down? Are you buckled up? $400 billion with a B. $400 billion, and this is only $10,000 to every person who uh, they want to help out. $10,000. Now, AOC and Bernie, uh, they all want complete relief. They want it all wiped out. It would be in the trillions of dollars. And I know you and I, who either paid off our loans or didn't go to college, didn't need to go to college, we built careers and lives without it, we're asking why. Doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. 
And here's again my argument against socialism. You can vote yourself into socialism, but you're going to have to shoot your way out of it. Is that too violent? I will have to say that. It's an old saying. All right, we have a lot to get to, including the uh, Big Q poll question of the day with uh, Larry Gatos coming up just around the corner. Plus, as I said, I've got a huge interview with the editor of Uncover DC magazine, UncoverDC.com, which is going to explain what happened at Mar-a-Lago, especially with the security cameras and how it could make a big problem for the FBI. And uh, more on the FBI with the raid that happened in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, the pro-life guy. Uh, that story just irritates me. And some other local stories I have to share with you. It's Michael Pelka in for Mike Broomhead on the Mike Broomhead Show. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. It's Mike Opelka in for Mike Broomhead, and uh, I was a little intimidated by this segment. I was a little nervous, a little concerned, because I, I looked at the name and I said, uh, the, the, the big Q poll question, the big Q poll question with Gatos. And I'm like, could that be the same guy? Could that be the brilliant author, the guy who wrote the book Betrayal back in 2019? And I have him on my bookshelf right here, and now I have him on the radio with me. Mr. Gatos, it is a pleasure to connect with you. Uh, listen, I don't read books. I don't write books. I just like to talk on the radio. And when Broomhead's here, I just like to give him as hard a time as I possibly can. It makes my whole day. It's a great start to my whole day. Wow. Well, we're <laughs> friends then. We're automatically friends. There you instantly. go, man. <laughs> well, I, I do have your book. It's right next to uh, uh, the Hunter Biden book from uh, Miranda Devine, Laptop from Hell. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 I, you know, the Hunter Biden stuff. I don't talk about that stuff either. I mean, uh, you know, as I said, I just got the cue. I'm ready to go. I got your gra- I got a great question. You're talking okay. to talk immigration yet today? No, but we're going to. So okay. you will be the kickoff. So right. uh, have at it, sir. All right. So we got a new report it says migrant children in uh, the U.S., uh, in custody, suffered distress and panic attacks at a makeshift shelter. And it's all due to, they say, uh, deficient services. So some of these kids, you know, they cross the border uh, and, you know, we have to take them in. And so they're suffering. So I'm asking, whose fault is this? A, the U.S., is it our fault that we're not giving them what they need? B, uh, the parents for putting their children in this situation. And then C, you know, maybe you think none of the above. Well, what do you think? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, first of all, if, they, if they've come here uh, through the, the horrible trip across Mexico to get into this country, I would think that would be a little more stressful than a shelter where they're getting uh, three squares and probably regular bathing and medical treatment. Yeah. It just seems to me like that would have been the place where you'd say, boy, I'm stressed out and I'm tired and I'm exhausted. And um, I, what little kid today, after all we've been through with the pandemic, isn't stressed and intentional. I, I certainly don't think it's our fault. Uh, I, I do think the parents bear some responsibility, but then again, weren't they just trying to help their kids out? So why are we doing this kind of questioning would be my, my question. I'm raising my hand going, is this really the most important issue? But I guess maybe, maybe it is for those people who are trying to keep the immigration topic front and center. And as Pelosi always says, it's the children, the children, the children. 
Yeah, I mean, they're probably distressed and panicked from what they just went through. And yeah. It's not necessarily because they're in a shelter. Uh, it's probably because of what they just went through. And, I mean, they're probably waking up with nightmares. I mean, their parents are, yeah, they're trying to give them a better life, but they're also putting them with a coyote. And, and who knows what's happening to these children before they cross the border and they get into our custody. So that's the big poll question at KTAR.com. Go vote. Yeah, go vote now. And uh, thank you for sharing it with us, sir. Appreciate it. All right, it. man. Take care. And uh, Broomhead will be back so you can beat him up tomorrow. So, <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's Michael Pelka in for Mike Broomhead. Julia, are, do I have time or do we need to rock and roll? Okay. it's time. i got to take a break here. I can't believe we're already at the end of this hour. It's Michael Pelka, as I said, in for Mike Broomhead on the Broomhead Show.